0: There's a long and storied history of rock and roll musicians disdain for electronic music. At Coachella 2014 during Arcade Fire's set, frontman Win Butler said the following, "Quote, shout out to all the bands still playing actual instruments at this festival." In 2012, rock and roll's sweetest boy, Dave Grohl, used his Best Rock Album at the Grammy Awards acceptance speech to similar effect. "Quote, to me this award means a lot because it shows that the human element of music is what's important, singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument." That's the most important thing for people to do. In 2007, Iggy Pop ranted on camera about how much he hates techno, yelling, quote, I will fight you till I die, you techno dogs. Ironically, the disdain for electricity in music can be traced all the way back to Bob Dylan's infamous Newport Folk Festival concert in 1965, where Dylan was aggressively booed by bloodthirsty folk fans for playing rock and roll music through an amp. So why is it that so many rock and rollers have a soft spot for 80s electronic slash new way back, Depeche Mode? Quote, it's a serious problem for me, all this technology. The people who have used it best would be Depeche Mode. Send John Lydon, singer for Sex Pistols and Public Image LTD. Leiden, like many others, fell in love with the lead single from Depeche Mode's 1990 album, Violator. The single, released in 1989, hit number 13 on the UK Singles Chart, number 28 on the Billboard Hot 100, and stayed on the charts in Germany for 23 consecutive weeks. 2004, Rolling Stone magazine listed it in the number 368 spot on their 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. The song has been covered by numerous artists, large and small, over the years, including the legendary Johnny Cash. Quote, I heard that as a gospel song, and if you think of it as a gospel song, it works really well. So that was a jo- Johnny Cash quote. Said Johnny Cash. If that wasn't clear, <laughs> said Johnny Cash. So how long? <laughs> he said that whole both- thing. He <laughs> <laughs> said, "Yeah, all of that." All of that. <laughs> uh, uh, that said Johnny Cash. Quote. That was the Johnny Cash quote. Johnny Johnny Cash. Uh, Johnny Cash. Everyone said Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> So how can a song be both gospel enough to appeal to Johnny Cash and punk rock enough for John Lydon? <laughs> By basing itself around a hooky blues riff, obviously. Quote, I've got to tell you, as I studied that lick, I went, That is a blues freaking lick for an electronic band, some bizarre alternative electronic band. That's a badass blues lick. And I played it on the guitar and said, This is it, said former Van Halen frontman Sammy Hagar, talking about the process of recording his own cover of the song. That blues riff undeniably plays a huge role in the track and ties in rather well with the main inspiration for the lyrics. Songwriter Martin Gore was inspired by a line in the book Elvis and Me by Priscilla Presley, where she refers to the king as her, quote, personal Jesus. That's right, in honor of the recently deceased Andy Fletcher, we are talking Depeche Mode's Personal Jesus on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs, so there are many cover versions to find out which one is a forgiver. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by someone who's there.
1: Alex Mildenberger.
0: Alex Definitely right here. Right there. Reach out and talk to Alex. Alex, how you doing?
1: Doing alright. Doing alright.
2: Cool. Um... uh...
1: Supposed to actually meet up with friends later. So uh, that is exciting. So that doesn't happen very often these days. So yeah, it's
0: going to be a tight episode, 20 minutes. Three, yep, round,
1: 20 minutes. I got places to be,
0: folks. Alex is fucking busy. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah. No, that's good. That's stuff.
0: exciting. You're gathering with friends? I pff, can't remember the last one I did. We had some people over for
2: dinner, maybe.
0: Nah, I don't think so. Never had friends in my life. Don't need them. I, I see what it's all about. I New watch Year's? the show all nine seasons. I don't need it.
2: It's a lot of friends. A lot of friends. Too much,
0: some would say. Alex, I heard you working an industrial air hose briefly.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Recording. I was dusting my keyboard. It's just oh, a little okay. compressed air duster. Nice. It's, I got a little compressed air. Yeah. Kicking around. It's, uh, my can. keyboard's very like open, which is nice. And so it's easy to clean, but it also, like, you can really see the dust. So mm. I was just getting annoyed by it. That was all that was. Just sure making off, just, just making sound effects.
0: Did you make sure to blast that fucking air at your theremin as well?
1: Real sound effects. I didn't, actually. Uh, it's doing okay.
0: You should do it with the theremin on see what happens.
1: Shouldn't do anything. Well. I don't know, though. I'll just try it out.
0: Gotta do it for science now.
1: We have to use, like, ionized air. Like, we'll mm. have to somehow... Yeah. That might be dangerous. should do it anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Science is dangerous, Alex.
1: Yeah.
0: Fortune favors the brave and the dangerous.
1: And the science.
0: And the science. Scientists. Said Johnny Cash. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that was a Johnny Cash quote.
0: <laughs> oh, that was a Johnny Cash quote. Thank you very much. Alex Mildenberg, we're talking about Depeche Mode, yeah, uh, because because like a bit member of him died. Who, who's Andy Fletcher? He's not one of the being Depeche <laughs> right, Mode,
1: right? He's guys. not like the lead singer, and he's not the songwriter or anything, um, but he is one of the founding members. And yeah. reading through their Wikipedia page was a quote from him where he said like Why am I even here?" <laughs> but it was early <laughs> on, and like I, I assume he carved out a role. Uh, but when he like first started, he's like, I don't actually know how to play the bass. But he was their bass player or whatever.
0: Well, shout out. Now uh it's love a good bass player.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah. Cool guy, <laughs> guy recently. At least he got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before he passed.
1: Yeah, prehumously. Mm-hmm. I think
0: Wait, also known as Fletch. It? Is he what the Chevy Chase character was based off of?
1: <laughs> He's the Fletch, man. Now, you know what Fletch. I've known people whose last name is Fletcher. They're all they're all Fletch.
0: They're all Fletch.
1: They're all Fletch, they're all Fletch so they're there's many the flashes. Fletch
0: 69
1: <laughs> uh yeah we'll keep that identity yeah, under. just rest. loading
0: up the end It's so i'm <laughs> probably gonna edit out the part where i fuck up that johnny cash quote so bad too so <laughs>
1: um yeah so depeche mode. mode what's up with depeche mode i honestly yeah, Alex,
0: d- name me a depeche mode song that isn't personal <laughs> jesus one about silence Alex, that's the Simon and Garfunkel song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh, the Sound of silence, though, is called Enjoy the Silence. Enjoy the Silence. Um, I don't really know Depeche Mode songs. I'll be honest. Um, oh, that Enjoy True. the Silence
0: one's kind of a banger. I'm just listening to it now. Yeah.
1: So they're a big deal, though. They had a lot of hits, particularly in the UK. Yeah. The- Ugh. Um, they're a pretty successful pop group over there. Before this came out. Yeah, this is, they started in 81.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you're about almost 10 years into their career when this comes out.
1: And they'd gone through, like, a few change-ups and things like that. Um, But yeah, unfortunately, I don't know a lot about, all I know is, like, my parents used to call them Depeche Mode. Ah. Uh, And also, I saw a quote from the band where they said, like, we don't really care if people say it that way. It doesn't matter to us. Uh, but it's not technically, because it's, it's just a, like, it's a, um they're named after, like, a French magazine. Okay. Like, it literally, it's like, it means, like, Style Dispatch or something like that. So it's like, it's just a, a fashion magazine.
0: These guys are fashionable, I'll give them that.
1: Yeah. There was a while, I think, where they were wearing, like, kind of fetish gear. But I think lots of bands go through that, particularly in the 80s. You know, yeah, particularly in this like,
0: dark new wave side of things, that makes a lot of sense
1: Yeah, me. you had to go like a little goth if you wanted yeah. to. You know.
0: Just if you wanted to sell a record, it was like, well, be a little horny, but a little scary horny. It's like, all right, we
1: can mm-hmm. do okay. that. I'm you a little scared it. and a little turned on. I could listen to this, yeah.
0: I could listen to this, yeah, absolutely. And that's how you make a, a hit 80s band. Um, hey, Alex, when I heard that, Andy Fletcher died in the news. I went from depeche mode to <laughs> <Depresh> mode. <laughs> depressed mode.
1: Depressed <sighs> mode.
0: Uh, um, yeah, this song rocks though. I was expecting to come into the song kinda like how we came into Hush last week. We're like, Yeah, it's it's popular, it's fine, like it's it's pretty cool, it's got a couple of good hooks. But like that the blues riff on this fucking rips.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. And I mean I can't really say this, but based on my research, not really typical of Depeche Mode, at least not at the time. Like, they were much more of, like, synthesizer-focused group. Yeah. And then they came in with this song, which is much more guitar-focused. And, yeah, like, Americana-focused, even.
0: Yeah. As we'll see in the music video as well, but yeah, just just anchoring this electronic piece with a, a just a blues riff.
1: yeah, I saw someone described it as future blues. Can't remember if that was a description from the future band blues. or a critic. because um, I didn't write down where I got that from.
0: Hey, sometimes the best research is sloppy research. <laughs> That's all my research,
1: so it had better be
0: <laughs> All my research is like, I'm going to copy and paste this Wikipedia quote and we'll fuck it we'll, we'll, we'll rework it later, and then I never do. I'm just like well all right do it on the fly do it on the fly yeah um yeah. alex on the fly we're gonna talk about these dang lyrics i think, I think yeah it's time.
1: yeah let's talk about some lyrics i mean uh, the question we have to ask is what is what does it mean to have or to be perhaps a personal jesus
0: jesus what um well there's a martin gore quote here So he says, he says of the song, he says, it's a song about being a Jesus for somebody else. Someone to give you hope and care. It's about how Elvis Presley was her man and her mentor and how often that happens in love relationships. How everybody's heart is like a God in some way. That's not a very balanced view of someone, is it? It's
1: not. He said, answering a rhetorical question.
0: Yes. Good job, Alex. (laughs) Correct answer, 100%. (laughs)
1: Alright, <laughs> lyric time First line Refrain Reach out and touch Faith Who is Faith? No, Who is it's Faith? not capitalized people it's... <laughs> um, Yeah, apparently that's I mean the The genius annotations Say that it's a reference to an old Advertisement Yeah. Uh, from like a phone Company? AT&T, AT&T yeah which I think I've seen parodied mm-hmm. before, um, but I mean it's old enough that I never actually saw the ads. But the ads just say "reach out and touch someone," and it's meaning like, like, like talk with, with someone people. on the phone. Yeah, like that was a a big deal talking to people on the phone. And now it's so not a big deal. We don't even do it anymore.
0: Hardly. Hell yeah, it's a um, big deal, but we hate yeah. it. Right. <laughs> Uh,
1: which we well, should hate a lot of things, I guess. Gotta gotta hate something. But the faith, I guess I mean when I was thinking of the idea of a personal Jesus I don't know if I agree with Johnny Cash about it being a gospel thing, although the personal Jesus could be actual Jesus if you wanted it to. But yeah, it's just about like a person who like... you can kind of believe in and like who can support you. Mm-hmm. Um so like that's sort of the faith, even though I guess there has to be an aspect of faith in, in a relationship like that because ultimately you really can't know uh, someone's intentions, but you have to, if you want them to be this sort of person for you, believe that they have your best interests in mind.
0: Yeah, almost a reverse of like Ring of Fire. Okay. Where Ring of Fire is like, oh man, this dude's fucking dangerous. <laughs> Why am I in right. love with Johnny Cash? Oh no. And then this one is, like, uh, this person is a savior figure. You've deified them, and mm-hmm. you're like, this is my salvation.
1: You could say it's a bit of an imbalanced view of this person.
0: I, yeah, you know what? <laughs> that is a bit imbalanced, isn't uh, it?
1: Um, and I think the other part of the line is uh, talking about touching. The fact, like, in contrast to an actual deity, in this case Jesus, you can make physical contact with them.
0: Yeah. Or even um, just
1: communicate with them in the AT&T ad sense.
0: That's right. It's, it, yeah, the AT&T is like you can reach out anywhere and, you know, and touch somebody via the power of telecommunications. Where this is kind of like, what if you could reach out and touch, you know, faith or the concept of religion or God or something truly spiritualized casually, right? hmm Via the telephone.
1: Or something you had faith in.
0: hmm That's the first line. That's the uh, first line. A lot second in there. Line. It's, it's a big loaded line.
2: Your own, personal Jesus.
1: So that's the title of the song. That's right. Um, and it it belongs to me. Talking to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one was written for Alex. It's, it's my Jesus. My Jesus, not your uh, Jesus. Sorry,
1: let me, I'm actually going to read these out now. Uh, your own personal it. Jesus. Someone to hear your prayers. Someone who cares. And then repeats, your own personal Jesus. Someone to hear your prayers. Someone who's there. That's a little different. Hmm. Someone who's there. So, describing kind of the aspects of this person. This hypothetical role. Uh, yeah. Uh, the prayers, again, being just a metaphor of, like, I guess desires and needs. Or at least your interests
0: yeah um and also like sins and things like that because that'll come up in the verse where it's it's tied to like confession but yeah essentially somebody who will like i guess absolve you of your your shitty dumb life (laughs) like your feelings of inadequacy or at least like accept you
1: kind of regardless of, Mm -hmm. of how that goes
0: yeah and then, I guess, the seeking out of that in somebody else rather than a higher power or, you know, even a, an object. You said, like, an object you believe in. I think it's strictly a person he's talking about here. Yeah, Because it is so. someone to hear your prayers. Someone who's there. Um, and, yeah, yeah and again, it's, like,
1: it's supportive and, and listens mm-hmm. to you.
0: And so then we get the kind of sales pitch on that in verse one, which is really the only verse. I guess verse two is similar but different? Shorter? We'll get to it. Feeling unknown and you're all alone. Flesh and bone by the telephone. Lift up the receiver, I'll make you a believer. Let's start with that.
2: Yeah, first half. All right.
1: Um, Well, it's creating a scenario, right? Yeah. And then I guess also um drawing another parallel with the perhaps the AT&T ad cuz it's literally talking about the phone. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe um But given Yeah, there was a
0: part of me that thought this was about phone sex operators
1: cuz they say bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bone by the telephone.
1: <laughs> you just cut out the other words. Um I, I I'll admit I never got that. I never got that interpretation. Um, but well, I, I, maybe
0: I got it from a bit of the, like the, like we talked about, the 80s kink vibe, just a the general. There was a bit of an of 80s, 80s kink vibe,
1: that's true. Uh, yeah, just with to, the, uh, Mode. the
0: darkness of the instrumentation. Um, lift up the receiver, I'll make you a believer. I will deliver. You know, you know, I'm a forgiver. There's just things where it's like, call me and I'll make you bust. It's it's a like, little,
1: <laughs> it's a little like fetishy, I guess. Every yeah. Time you're talking about like confessing.
0: Yeah, and we're talking about flesh and bone, which yeah. is just like like the body, man, the carnal experience. Yeah, I don't mean think that's what it's about, but that was like an idea that it was like kind of
1: there. Me. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Um, I mean, surface level, we're talking about a person who's like not feeling great and then they talk to someone else. In this case over the phone.
0: And yeah, like, they, and on a very base level, it it's helps. like this is just a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: talk to a real person. Like, oh okay, yeah. That that can help.
0: Yeah, this sure. could easily be an ad for a suicide hotline. It's yeah. been like pick up the phone. You're not alone, like I'll make you a believer. It's like, okay. That, that actually sounds good.
1: <laughs> make you a believer in yourself. I don't necessarily know what takes second best put me to the test
0: means i think because he's not jesus
1: because oh okay i see
0: it's like yeah i'm not the christ who is lord but i'll do right like yeah
1: like i'll actually talk with you right but yeah it's like
0: i'm here i am real i'm corporeal and you can put your faith in me there's a weird like because we hear this kind of idea or at least while i'm talking about it out loud there's ideas of this in like the promise by When in Rome, or even in things like uh, I think Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, where it's like you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. This idea of like like either settling for something that is still good, or like that I will be good to you, like trust in me, and I will be good to you.
1: Right, kind of like don't necessarily um, refuse something that you have now that is good because you think there'll be something better later. Mm-hmm. Almost.
0: It's, uh, yeah, so it's like yeah. take second best. Don't hold out for an actual second coming or for the, you know the literal yeah. Jesus to come we down.
1: We have this here now.
0: Take a chance on me, Abba, put me to the test. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Abba right, We'll get back to your old <laughs> Said vision. Johnny Cash. Said Johnny Cash. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, take second best, put me to the test. And then things
0: on your chest, you need to confess. I will deliver. You know I'm a forgiver.
1: Yeah, and I think that's talking again about this idea of like you can tell this person anything, and that shouldn't affect your relationship. Like they'll still accept you.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and then we're we're smacked by the refrain after that. This person's you know, offering themselves up as like a, a second class. Reach out and Jesus, touch reach faith. out and touch faith. Yeah, there's a real idea of like finding spirituality on the personal level between people in order to meet your needs rather than looking on a grander scale. Mhm. And whether that is good or bad isn't really addressed by the song, though I might say that the uh the instrumentation implies a darker meaning.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean I n- I didn't think th- like the song is telling you to try doing this thing in the lyrics mm-hmm i I don't think there's a another side
2: of it where um
1: where they're saying like that that's a negative way to go about things
0: right there's not necessarily like a clear moral, there's not like a twist that you can go, but this really means like but calling actually, out to your own personal Jesus is actually this.
1: It's actually turning away from the Lord or whatever.
0: Yeah, or yeah, whatever. But there is like I think maybe the lyrics are, are I mean, or rather the instrumentation is to make us question a little bit to make go like, well, hmm.
1: Interesting. I wonder if almost like part of that is like it's kind of a scary thing to do, right? Even mm. if it's good or necessary it's difficult a lot of the time to put your faith into another person um, right. and and ask for help and things like that. So maybe that's what, what's coming into it there. It's not yeah, perhaps like this is... The environment around it. It's like you're, you're in a dark place and this may be the way out, but it's not going to be easy.
0: That, yeah, it could be that. We're kind of like looking at the, the inner mindscape of the individual feeling unknown and all alone.
2: Mm-hmm. Which, yes.
1: I mean, there's not many more lyrics. They they repeat "reach fact, out and touch faith" a lot. It, they say "personal Jesus" again. It's mostly "reach out and touch faith." Yeah,
0: and I think what because like we we there's a pretty broad range of covers we're talking about this week. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they all kind of hit a good angle.
1: There's just a so, lot of I, angles you can come at this. Week.
0: Mm-hmm, And I think the the sort of looseness of the lyrics, like we've said, it's just kind of portrayed a scenario in which you might seek out faith in another person, right? You might, like, seek out some, some form of help. Sure. And that can be painted a, a million different ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you couple that with the, the blues riff, which is one simple and two, like, that's ancient music. Yeah, even. yeah it's like, the blues, in, right? Yeah, it's the blues. Like, it's There's highly There's so many adaptable. genres that have
1: roots in the blues, uh, mm-hmm. coming through blues, blues rock, whatever. Yeah. What have you. Rhythm and blues.
0: So you know, in a sense, the way that people can personalize these covers makes the song its own kind of personal Jesus. Really? What? I mean, Johnny Cash found evangelical gospel in this. It's like, it's like, man, that's that's his personal Jesus. That's his not personal me, Jesus. Brother. Jesus. Yeah, it's just literal Christ who is Lord. Yeah. P- who is Lord? <laughs> uh... Yeah, Lord with an E on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the lyrics. I'm not sure if our conclusions are satisfactory. It sound, I don't. It sounds a it... bit in a way like it's like oh, whatever you like, but yeah, <laughs> also, that's kind of what know. it is.
1: But I'm also like they're very much a pop group. I mean, I saw another quote from um, who's their what's their lyricist's name? Uh, um, Martin Gore. Martin Gore, where he said like I'm not a rock and roll artist. I'm a pop artist. I write pop lyrics, basically. Okay. So like, there's not necessarily like huge amounts of complexity there. That doesn't mean they're not bringing in like interesting concepts.
0: Right. It's provocative. It gets the people going. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I like that quote because it's to think about your lyrics in terms of a genre is not widely done outside of jokes about country music and perhaps (laughs) hip hop, but like perhaps hip hop. It's never, never talked about seriously like that, to be like, well, this isn't rock and roll lyrics.
1: Yeah, where right. we're it's not rock exactly and roll, we're, we're, we're pop this artists. This is pop they lyrics. artists seem to have always artists. thought of themselves as pop artists.
0: hmm Yeah, that's interesting. And this is certainly a poppy song, like right down to that refrain hook. Like, Reach out and touch, Faith.
1: Yeah, like there's some, there's some real hooky stuff in there. Yeah. Which, uh, oh, let's well, talk about it. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it, Yeah. Alex.
0: Um, let me get to the actual song instead of Enjoy the Silence. So we start with these two, like, haunting synth notes first.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it sounds like, um, harmonics.
0: Yeah. Dun, dun. Might be on the guitar. I don't know. Yeah, but it also would, might be heavily oh, yeah. processed
1: synthesizer. Sorry, that's hard, hard to say with the, those sorts of sounds. There's also sort of some reverse sounding stuff, because they do the, like, like... Yeah, they
0: do that, like, rev up kind of yeah. thing
1: it sounds like something's been reversed but i don't know exactly if that's how you do that
0: yeah and then from there you go to the riff yeah and which these, these cool riff. drums so cool i learned it on bass this week because it's one it's easy and two it's cool as hell I should
1: have learned it i didn't you can learn it easily it's
0: f sharp a f sharp octave
1: okay yeah i think i can handle that yeah Um, yeah it's very like i mean that's what i was thinking too like it sounds like a bass line Mm -hmm. it's played on a guitar but i i mean it's has the shape of a bass line to me
0: yeah and it's so it's so rhythmic right um
1: the other thing because they are playing that on the guitar but then when they hit that higher note that i guess that octave like you said um there's like a synth that plays. It's like a foghorn sound. Yeah, that like supports it. Just on that note.
0: Oh yeah, the... yeah. Once they
1: kind of get into the intro.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because we layer things in, so it's the guitar mm-hmm. and the drums, which are really like Tom. It's it, like... cool. It's beat. good stuff. Cool, stuff. cool stuff. Yeah, and then you get that foghorn synth in, and then like classic new wave vocals. You're I don't know. Right, Jesus.
1: little monotone, little kooky, little especially like for the sort of electronic approach that they sort of have, mm-hmm. um, like roots in craftwork and things like that. Yeah, roots. It's I think fairly removed by the time we get to this, but I think there's some of that there, and there's even more in another one of the versions. Oh yeah.
0: <sighs> Does he smell something?
1: Yeah, I think I think my roommates are making lunch. Tight. Um They were doing some yard work. Oh nice. Sorry, I'm just distracted by the smell. It smells very good. <laughs> what does it smell like? Um actually it smells like spaghetti and meatballs.
0: Hey. Nothing wrong with spaghetti and
1: meatballs. Yeah. Um or you know, spaghetti and pasta sauce uh marinara sauce kind of
0: deal right i'm not a pasta for lunch man though that sounds crazy <laughs> i also had pasta for lunch is leftover though <laughs> okay well that would do it yeah I yeah man i've been eating so pasta much pasta, pasta lately
1: just we didn't need a lot of pasta because i had so much left leftover pasta getting distracted um <laughs> it was like cheesy sauce but it had lentils in it it's pretty good ah,
0: it's i mean it's good. healthy yeah exactly um, you know what else else health is healthy is the amount of synth in this song. So after he does there the first like uh your own personal Jesus like stanza, that we get this like little like kinda short chirpy laser synth on the following stanza.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of synthesizers in here. <laughs> very short um yeah where are we at oh, we're not at the verse yet right we're still no no because uh, like it kind of all flows together at this point like you were talking about later yeah. but like that in the first refrain and then there's kind of an intro and then um or that introductory line of reach out and touch faith and then they play a bit and then get to the actual chorus mm-hmm. with that with the lyrics like you're saying okay i'm on- i'm 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 caught up now
0: that's right you're caught up you're on board also weird to have a chorus first but
1: yeah, I guess. I mean, not so much maybe in the pop world where like you want to start on the big moment. I guess. Any less so you don't this have... song. It's hard to build.
0: Yeah, or it's really just kind of two choruses cuz they're both repeated. True. <laughs> but yeah, it is uh different than than, than rock and roll, man.
1: <laughs> um, but they definitely have some of that like post-punky gothy sound, you know?
0: No, for sure.
1: Darker stuff we keep talking about.
0: Especially when you come to the the verse.
1: Ah, the verse.
0: Whereas, like, they get like this kind of choppy synth in the back there.
1: Yeah. Is that. There's a couple sounds here. Because there's that. Mm-hmm. Duh, 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 which is. I thought it was a drum roll.
0: Yeah, there's a drum roll for sure. Okay.
1: Oh, we're talking about something different.
0: That stuff cool. at the yeah. sides there that kind of like warbles oh, left and right. okay. The. Yeah,
1: the. <laughs> Nate, that comes up again a bit later um as well with that that kind of like triplet it sounds it sounds like someone is like using a metal file to file metal in triplets like that just back and forth but you know to the triplet triplet rhythm uh which is cool sound there's also i i think the bass sound is cool here it has a really like fast I say fast decay, but it's almost like just being muted or something. Like right. it, the notes end really fast, kind of like yeah. Bam. It's
0: real simple. Bass is just doom,
1: And yeah, and it's kind of weird because there's like a bouncy sound. Yeah. To me, but also like it just gets cut off so quickly.
0: Yeah, there's some real like like a lot of songs will just let those synths like ride out, but this one really like chops it short. It's like. These sounds need to be here for a very distinct period of time no longer
1: <laughs> yeah um but there's even more synthesizer sounds oh yeah like they they got some ambient stuff going on i never described the ambient stuff very much and i'm not going to start now uh but it's kind of <laughs> you know it's right, like it's like an ambient synth sound
2: <laughs> yeah uh
1: making the harmonies uh so there's there's more and more layers um they bring that guitar riff back too cuz sort of it's split in half, right? That's There's right. There's basically two verses here. Um, although they link together. Um, mm-hmm. and then halfway through they play the the riff, but they've also got another guitar sound or it might be a synth actually, but it sounds like a slide guitar.
0: Yeah, that. Exactly.
1: It has the sound of like sliding the slide up on one of those resonator guitars. So very bluesy move there for sure oh, yeah. that's like delta blues country blues stuff you know um, yeah it's that sound is it a slide guitar i don't know
0: maybe i don't know i don't know what they've done
1: it sounds like it <laughs> um then there's another good. riff or another synthesizer the that comes half in. of
0: that verse yeah with yeah. that extra synth
1: it's kind of it's playing like, it's it's twinkly, but it's like, it's got like a, a similar timbre to steel drums. Like it's the, yeah. the glassy synth. What I've described it as is light, but resonant, like uh, lightly resonant, yeah. you know, There's something so delicate sounding about steel drums or even like glass sometimes, you know, like yeah, you hit yeah, it and yeah. it rings out like it sounds very light, but it has such a strong like resonance that it takes a long time to die out kind of thing yeah hence light light um yes. and then yeah i think like there's 16th notes going on there pretty quickly Hmm. Um, but it sort of cuts up the high and low so i it, you don't always hear it but i think it's always playing. Yeah, just, I believe that. It just gets turned down for some of the beats. For certain beats, yeah, yeah. That sounds correct.
0: Yeah, so we go through that second verse, and then we hit the refrain, which has a sort of, like a kind, it's not a full instrumental drop, but it definitely tries to build that effect from the beginning, where it kind of like narrows in to, the, to the, the line, reach out and touch Faith.
1: Yeah, and plays the riff somewhere, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: there's, another, there's another synth... There's a, it's like a fading in synth sound, just kind of like is leads into mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's
0: a lot, a lot of synthesizers, a lot of synth on this, and that's pretty much the, uh, like the basis of this tune is that we, it kind of loops through that. We do get yeah. a, it's uh like the second section. chorus
1: kind of has some more stuff. Like there's, am I no, am I lying? Did I? You, Read. Am I reading my notes from before again? Maybe there's an ele- there's a snare. Um, the next course I think has more stuff going on. Let me. Hmm. You didn't. You don't think so? <laughs> there's this. There's another tick 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 sound like um yeah, which is the triplet thing from before, but it sounds more like like. I think like it's you're like hitting a nail louder. Uh. uh Because before, to me, it sounded like a metal file, right? Now it sounds like if you hit, if you have like a screw or something, and hit it just against something large and metal that doesn't really ring out because it's too big.
0: Right, hang on. It's kind of dull.
1: Dull resonance. As I'm like go like one forty. Okay. To me, it sounds different anyway. Yeah, the chorus at one forty. Versus 20 seconds.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, there is
0: like a, a snare there. That tch,
1: tch. Yeah, there's that really tight snare. Did I say tight snare? Good snappy yeah. snare as well. That's a good one. Um, so as, there's a few few more sounds there. Like advanced. Yeah,
0: I guess they do layer things in. I feel like it gets more intense in the, the second chorus, but I didn't notice too many like... It's not always Other changes.
1: Yeah, for so I have a note. This adds lots of stuff, but I don't really have lots of stuff listed underneath that. So yeah, the
0: partial. The big changeup is it. really around two fifteen, where uh, we get the the yes. breathing, <laughs> which is following that triplet rhythm
1: as well. Very yeah. similar to the to the file sound. Hmm. Um. It's a cool sound. Like I don't know exactly why you would do this. Why you would make the decision to put the this like, breathing sound. Are they actually breathing? I think yeah. that would be the easiest way to do it. It sounds like it.
0: It's, uh this, Somebody thought there was actually controversy on this for a bit. They believed it was lifted from a Kate Bush song for a while. Huh. But let's see if I actually put that quote in. Because it wasn't. Bro, it wasn't. They recorded it themselves, and then that was kind of the end of that. No, I don't, I don't record lines or what song they thought it was borrowed from, but uh, actually, I think it's in the Genius annotations here in the interlude. Um, there's been debate about the origin to the rhythmic breathing sound displayed in this interlude. Rumors spread about the sound being sampled from the title track of Kate Bush's 1982 album, The Dreaming. Uh, despite the similarity between the two sounds, a recent article points out that the sound is actually recorded in studio by the track's producer, Flood, along with band members Martin Gore and Alan Wilder.
1: That's such a I know yeah there have been various concerns over the years about plagiarism when it comes to sampling and things like that. But mm-hmm. like that would be such a simple thing to record yourself.
0: Absolutely. Um and so Flood is a, a producer who's worked with a lot of people, U2, uh Nine Inch Nails, Gary Newman, Aha, The Killer, Smashing Pumpkins, New Order and others. Hmm. big time UK producer. And he had this to say in 2011 when talking about that. He said, the breath came about because we wanted to try harmonica actually to do the bass <laughs> part and that type of sound. And the sound just wasn't right. But what we did was like, what we did like was the sound of someone going, ha. Ah. we got a lot of ha's breath sounds from Martin. And I think Alan as well. And we chopped them all together. And that's what makes up the part. It's all from trying to get the harmonica for a bass sound. <laughs> so that's how you come up with
1: That, that. is funny. And it makes sense. They would put a harmonica in this like blues song, right? Yeah. So I get why you would you would do that, but it's just that led to let's just put the breathing sound in.
0: Yeah, this very interesting like break in a song where it's just this the heavy drums and this weird breathing.
1: Yeah, that's a I like that thought progression actually. Or yeah. that event progression. That's cool. But it's a pretty percussive part, the this musical interlude. Yeah, it is. Um, I almost thought of it as a drum solo, although it's not quite that.
0: Not quite, but yeah, you do get some, some nice drums there, nice and clean.
1: And then the drums are going, yeah, continues for a while too. Like mm-hmm. this is basically the outro, but we, it builds on that. Like it adds more lines in and yeah. adds, um, slide, that slide guitar sound.
2: That's right.
0: And then you kind of get an instrumental break around uh, like three twenty yeah three twenty-one. We switched to like Uh, synth and drums. Shit, that's
1: what I was talking about. I mix up my two notes that are called interlude. Because there's Um, two of them.
0: There's two of them, yeah.
1: Okay, the later one is the one that I thought of as sort of a drum solo. (laughs) Yeah, that checks out. Keep getting my notes mixed up today. (laughs) Damn, Alex. I'm off the ball. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, because it, like, switches, like, near the end of that to these really heavy, kind of, like, distorted drums. Right around, uh, 344. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool as hell.
1: Part of that darkness, I mean, even the way they do, like, the snares and stuff in this, I would say are similar to, like industrial kind of you get that like huge
0: yeah I definitely got an industrial circuit. vibe off this
1: I don't know when industrial started is considered to have started existing
0: but this certainly has elements of it I would say
1: yeah for sure I mean usually... yeah like the
0: last minute minute and a half of this is basically an instrumental outro like at a dance section Early, with some almost. reach out and touch faiths in there
1: yeah yeah, it really is very, very, like, dancey. I guess that's the pop. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But it sounds cool.
2: Very rhythmic. Yeah, buddy.
1: With, uh, some blues elements.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting to think this song was so cool this week, but I'm really into it, so, hey. You guys heard of Depeche Mode? Did Crazy. You guys heard
1: of Style Dispatch? <laughs>
2: That'd be a good Translate cover band. Everything. Style,
1: Style dispatch? dispatch? Yeah. I wonder if it
2: is. Gotta be. Somebody's gotta do that.
1: Can't spell uh-uh. Dispatch.
0: Come on, Alex. Which patch? Dispatch. <laughs> I don't see <laughs> yeah. anything. All right. Well, uh, they we're announcing today our new Depeche Mode cover band called new Style Dispatch.
1: Style Dispatch. We're gonna have to learn a lot more Depeche Mode songs. Well,
0: it's, it seems like it'd be a good idea. Hey, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, brother. They That's... are,
1: they are, and you know what else they are um, is in this music video.
0: Yes, that that directed by Anton Corbijn. Corbijn. Oh Corb-gen. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Corbijn.
1: Um, no, I I looked this up. I looked this up. So he's Dutch. Yes. So the I J right. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of like an i uh so an it's i sign like i almost like a y kind of so it's like just i would say just corbine basically. Cool.
0: Anton Corbine.
1: Anton. Cor- if you look at his name is really long. Did you look at his Wikipedia page? Um I looked it's like at his Anton Wikipedia Johannes Ger- but it's like Herit cuz he's Dutch, and then like Corbine von Filsfart Schillingfart.
0: <sighs> Filensfart. <Filsfart. laughs> Fart. Got him.
1: And, uh, yeah, that's the guy.
0: Long name. That's the guy. So yeah, he's... I've been saying
1: Corbine is, is my There you go. Point.
0: I'll allow it. I'll accept it. Yeah, he's a Dutch photographer, director. He's done YouTube videos, Depeche Mode, uh, Coldplay. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Nirvana. Nirvana. All the hits. He's a big guy. Big name. Um, this is the first Depeche Mode video he did in color. We did other ones, but they're in black and white.
1: This one is, it's like a lot of the time very saturated, so yes. it almost feels like it could be black and white.
0: <laughs> that That's very true. It's also filmed in the Tabernas Desert of Almeria in Spain, um. Um, and there was controversy around the, the video at the breathing section. There's a silhouette of Martin Gore's silhouette doing the huffing motion, kind of moving his head back and forth, and then a shot of a horse's butt, and they're like, <laughs> that's too suggestive.
1: That's so they cut suggested? out the silhouette.
0: Yeah, no, they cut out the silhouette, left the horse butt in, and <laughs> it was okay for MTV then.
1: The part where, like, a woman throws her head back in silhouette was not the suggestive part.
0: <laughs> I guess not. Because, yeah, there's a very clear, like, or at least mostly clear narrative. These these cowboys roll up to a brothel and yeah. get some.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the story of at least, like, the first half or two-thirds. And then the next part, they just, like, hang out in front of it and... Play their guitars.
0: Yeah. And then there's a lot of shots of just, like, the women and, yeah, doing, like, doing, like, the hair fanning motion or smiling. One time a woman just walks by one of the band members and, like, touches his shoulders.
1: Yeah, it's sort of, I mean, like, the story is sort of, like, they're cowboys. They roll up to this town with their horses. They're kind of in their, like, glam cowboy outfits. And then they mm-hmm. go into this saloon or brothel or whatever, and there's a bunch of women that are they prostitutes i think so
0: yeah I, I, I think so
1: because they're they're clearly like eyeing them up and like picking one and then they all go to their rooms and then there's shots of the women like on the beds but sometimes just like standing on the like yeah not, like they're
0: standing on them sometimes they're just in the hallway standing
1: yeah a lot of a lot of just like shots of women standing and or vaguely posing not necessarily even posing or moving oh, yeah, moving yeah. Sometimes in black and white. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, they that happens and then they kind of go outside and they're just like hanging out outside and playing some instruments sometimes and their lead singer is reaching out in front of him a lot.
0: Yeah, and then they'll like, one time he's doing it at like the, the landscape. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like hanging arms out in the air. A
1: little bit uh, messi- messianic.
0: Yes. Great word choice. Um. Yeah. Sometimes the ladies are dressed as cowboys. You get a shot of one walking in a door while another walks out another door. I guess to tie it back to the the song itself, it's we kind of see different ways of trying to find God or faith or meaning in your life as a cowboy. They're shouting out to the landscape. They're just picking up, you know, uh, sex workers. Uh. And there's horses. What else do you need? That's there's horses. There's one bit where they throw their hats God. on a hat rack. That's right.
1: Right at the end. And that's how you find Jesus, folks. That's right. Pet and then, yeah, there's, like,
0: clearly, I feel like the, the suggestive part is in that breathing section.
1: There is a guy with a harmonica briefly in this song, but then that didn't end up actually being in the track. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry. Sorry, I interrupted you talking about No,
0: yeah, ones. In the so in the breathing section, you get, like, the shots are, we get, hang on, here it is, the dude, the silhouette doing the breathing, the woman throwing her head back, then the horse's butt, a lasso, which might not be that sexual, but then you get <laughs> this dude, like, riding a, a, like, a kiddie horse, like, one of those, like, horse rides, those, like, coin-operated ones. Sure. No, I don't know, that's, like... It's lots of shots of people riding is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, I see. That's like so vague. Though. I mean, I, I, I'm enough. amazed anyone could get that cut out or banned or even turn it into controversy. Even if it's like an obvious thing, just like including the concept of riding anything and be like, that's sexual. That's like sexual. That's a stretch, brother.
0: That is a stretch. <laughs> Sometimes stretching is sexual, so watch out. Uh one point he rides up to a like a
2: telephone in the middle of fucking nowhere.
0: It's just attached to like a, a pole.
1: Sir, there, there's a phone in this? Yeah, buddy. That makes sense. They do talk about phones sometimes.
0: So if you go to like yeah, 239. Is it, is he it when he's singing about the rotary phone? phone? Um, let me check here. Yeah, it's right around then. He horse rides out to the he lifts
2: up the receiver, on lift up the receiver.
1: Yeah, he does pick up that receiver, and then a lady kisses his hand, but that's a... It cuts to a different shot.
0: Yeah, it cuts to a different shot.
1: And, they, yeah, they're just hanging out outside by horses. and they're so Yeah, that's
0: the video. Cowboys day off at, in Spain.
1: <laughs> cowboys day
0: off in Spain. Uh,
1: is it... I mean... Is it supposed to be... Mexico? I believe so. Because it's, like, Old West thing,
0: yeah. There weren't many cowboys in Spain, as, as far as I know. No, but,
1: like, yeah, thinking about it, I mean, that's probably as close as you can get.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: not leaving Europe.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, like, they're a UK band. It's, like, get to Spain. There's, like, maybe similar structures. Obviously similar structures. And then you just, you ride with those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it plays into like the the instrumentation of the song and the loose 80s concept of like vaguely horny and threatening it's like yeah, yeah i mean it's we about
1: it being a little scared being a little horny and that's that is present
0: yeah it's the sweet spot there
1: i mean did you see that shot of a horse's ass <laughs> <Damn>. dude
0: <laughs> i've saved that as my phone background now <laughs> helps me get through the day um but what we're gonna get through right now is a bunch of cover versions starting in the year 2002 with johnny cash your own personal jesus
2: someone to hear your prayers someone who cares
1: Johnny Cash himself, yeah. That, so that's there's like a pretty big jump. Apparently there's a lot of remixes of this, but uh we're not talking about any of them, so Yep. yeah. But Johnny Cash, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash, we know Johnny Cash, Ladies he's, and he's gentlemen. Johnny Cash, he's I mean, he is legendary.
0: Jonathan Cash.
1: Jonathan Cash. Um, as a country music artist. Um well regarded. Mr. Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Ring of Fire as you mentioned already. Yes, and um, he's come up a couple times. Yeah, he's Johnny Cash. It's Johnny Cash.
0: Johnny Cash, 2002. Right. I think this is the same album. I should have probably checked before. It, it is. This is the same album with Hurt on with it, hurt, right?
1: Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of um, covers on this album, including his cover of Hurt. Which What is, if Johnny
0: uh, Cash had done Torn instead of Hurt?
1: Torn instead of Hurt. I mean, he should have.
0: Nothing's fine. I'm torn. <laughs> um fuck it'd probably still be pretty devastating um alex and yeah this is very very late in his life it yeah very late in his life came out he sounds the same way he sounded when he was 20 though because he's always had the voice of a thousand year old man <laughs> <laughs> um and it also
1: features some some interesting uh artists um so guitar here i believe according to the wikipedia page anyway. And now I don't know how to say his last name. You know, the guy from... uh... He might not actually play on this. Um, Mm. John Friscante? The guy from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I don't know how to say his name. Nor do I. Friscante. Yeah. Friscante.
2: Friscante.
0: Um, yeah. for Shanty, maybe? I don't
1: know. For Shanty? Know. Maybe. Um, sure. yeah. So he, he's, um, he's around. Allegedly, Fiona Apple, Nick Cave, and Don Henley are backing him up. Damn. Um, oh, wait. Maybe that's just on this album generally and not this I think track. that's a general... Because I
0: was going to say, I did not hear a lot of other people on this.
1: No. Definitely not. Okay. I thought I was reading the... I was looking at the album. Um... Um yes, description. I, see I that thought it was just the track. Now. But John Friscanti did at the very least arrange the guitar on this. He may have also played it. My god. And I suspect he did. But this is all cash. And so basically what this is, is it's 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 taking the like very electronic version and putting it into this much more like country uh, acoustic um context. Yes. But it's got some cool stuff in it. You know, like it's, I mean, oh, yeah. obviously the riff can just be the riff, right? Mm-hmm. And on the acoustic guitar instead. Yeah, I just
0: played raw on an acoustic guitar. Like. Yeah.
1: And uh, and there's like a slide guitar as well that's doing the like kind of rhythmic harmonic thing, which is cool. But the coolest thing for me is the piano, very like boogie piano.
0: Yeah, very like bar piano boogie. Yeah.
1: Doing like boogie stuff. Cool sound. Mm-hmm. And like, definitely like saloon type sound, right? Yeah. Very cowboy. Um, and also, kind of in keeping with the like, like dancey nature of the original, you know, it being mm-hmm. like a very poppy, electronic, dancey song. <laughs> Changes it quite a bit, but still keeps that element of it. It's pretty cool. And also, that like, it's old Johnny Cash who's, like, maybe a little less um, vocally dexterous. Although not that much, honestly. Um, But, like, keeping that, like, kind of boogie nature, I think is really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because his voice sounds like he's a man on the brink of death, because indeed he is. He
1: literally was, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, it adds a good weight to it. Like, so it kind of keeps some of that dark weight of the original, even while you've got this boogie piano. And just, yeah, just the riff translation to just a guitar is seamless. Like, it's it's just, like, a very, like, stripped-down piece with a bit of, like, bit of flair on that piano that just works from start to finish, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Really solid. And uh, I guess the other... Interesting thing. Like, you mentioned earlier, uh, there was a quote where Johnny Cash said... Uh, I mean, he's been saying a lot of things on this episode. Talks, but, a, uh, <laughs> it talks a lot. <laughs> constantly talking. But um, where he called this a gospel song, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Not, like, that much of a stretch, but to, like, take this idea of a personal Jesus and basically, I think, basically say, like, because... Jesus exists within us all or whatever because, you know, I was raised right. Christian. I, I know how this stuff works, kind of. Oh, yeah. um, Like, your personal Jesus really is the actual Jesus, but acting through another person. Right. Which I think is probably more the vibe that he would, or more the interpretation that he might uh, have approached That this. he might be working with here, Wait. yeah.
0: He calls it the most evangelical gospel song he ever recorded.
1: Which is saying something.
0: Yeah. I guess I is don't he- really know
1: his his work that well but he has yeah but i'm pretty he sure he's got a lot of covers of like yeah.
0: didn't he do one of that fucking yeah, shitty yeah. song yeah. i the, think we did
1: ta- he did have an uncloudy day Uncloudy Day. Cover, yeah, which is like literally a hymn yeah uh if you want to listen to a shorter episode <laughs> check that one out um at least short for the time
0: short for the time yeah if you want to listen to an episode where we're basically banging our heads against a wall of a a piece from the 1800s <laughs> buddy you got it uh
1: yeah but no it's really cool uh, i guess the one other little asterisk note i have here is um they play it straight the original has very like swung very triplet yeah where this is much more uh straight you know um, yeah eighth notes
0: for sure The other thing I will note is while the that piano is moving around a lot and like at the start it sounds like it's very improvisational and like a little like wild and loose. As the song goes on, you kind of realize it's just hitting those same beats again and again. So it does get a little repetitive, but I think overall it still works pretty well.
1: Yeah, it worked for me. I didn't really notice that. So
0: (laughs) I'm I'm on the lookout. The listen out. That's That's right the listen out that's we that's what we always say here um yeah fucking cool version what else is there to say but in that same year another legendary act in the realm of new metal was uh, was putting out a piece that's right we're talking about lollipop lust kill in 2002 your
2: own
1: Actually, legendary, or is just because they don't exist anymore.
0: I was just kind of like gassing people up so they'd think we we're going to say Marilyn Manson. Ah, we're not talking well. about Marilyn manson's talking about version. Marilyn Manson. Talking about Lollipop,
1: Lust, Kill.
0: Hey, why aren't we talking about? It's it just because he's a piece of garbage. Uh,
1: maybe I just I don't know. I I don't really care about Marilyn Manson. So I, I didn't feel the need to put it on this playlist. It was definitely part sure of it. A,
0: it was a popular version.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I, I considered it, but I also I just kind of forgot.
0: <laughs> there you go. Whoops! Accidentally politically correct. Fuck you, Marilyn Manson, <laughs> enemy of the podcast.
1: Yeah, oh, what's is that? Three enemies now?
0: Yeah, we got what Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld for sure. Marilyn, Marilyn Manson.
1: Uh, it might just be those two.
0: I might be Jacob McLeod as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, that's the list. That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, at least two of those are serious. See if you can guess which they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the American new metal band Lollipop Lust, Kill Alex, formed in 1996. I will say this. I listened to the Marilyn Manson version. It's no better or worse than this version we're about to talk about. So. Okay.
1: Well, was it insane. earlier than
0: this? No, uh, it was 2004. Okay.
1: So, I mean, he's just cribbing off these guys' names. Exactly. Is that yeah, a real phrase?
0: It. It is. You got it. Cool. Um, it's when somebody it plays sound the game crib, right?
1: <laughs> Coming out of my mouth, but I'll, I'll no, keep using good. it. I'll get
0: used to it. These guys from Toledo, Ohio.
1: They are. They are. I read like. I mean, I think they wrote their Wikipedia page because there's like some lore there, you know. But they're talking Love about how like in their last show, like they like got everyone to come up on stage, and then like the stage collapsed, um, which apparently was in keeping with the violent imagery they portray in their act. Uh, and they refer to their genre as murder rock. Cool. <laughs> um, but to be a little more specific, uh, this also taken from Wikipedia, they're alternative metal with rap metal and industrial metal influences.
0: Yeah, That sounds about right. Um, Man, you know what looks like murder rock is their music video, but... Uh, oh, I
1: didn't even see the music video.
0: Give it a look. It's the second result.
1: Oh. Lollipop. I, m- I must have Googled it. Anyway.
0: Second result on YouTube anyway And the guy Um, says it's uploaded by 666 Steven 666
1: Ah yes (laughs) Anyway we'll get to that in a bit We'll get to that in a Um, bit Let's talk about this new metal group Uh, Oh also the album's called My So-Called Knife Which I think is funny
0: (laughs) Hey that's pretty funny Um, These guys are—they have a real '90s band vibe. I know they're like early 2000s, and you know, decades or right. They list, kind of—they like gained
1: a bit of notoriety, like from down, like MP3 downloads, like file sharing.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: but they didn't last very long.
0: No, certainly not. Um, but yeah, they got a bit of that, like, jokiness, some of that scrappiness.
1: Yeah, a in a genre that, feel. for me, I'm always like a little unclear on how much of it's a joke because they play it so straight. Yeah, you know, and it's always so intense, but like Mm -hmm. they gotta be joking a bit, right?
0: Yeah, these guys are having a bit of fun. Um, worth noting on this version and the past version, just because it doesn't come up often, that two-note intro only appears in I think one other cover this week. Mm -hmm. So it's also absent here. These guys just rip in with the big scary vocals.
1: Yeah, they kind of do a bit of that, like fade in the whatever. I don't even know what you do, how you do that, and then they. and then they're really like screaming too, because yeah. you know they got the new metal thing going on.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah, um, if you yeah. have pictured a new metal cover in your head of Personal Jesus, you've probably pictured pretty accurately what this song sounds like. I'm going to say there's <laughs> nothing unexpected in this version, but that's not really a mark against it.
1: Maybe a little bit. No, I think it, I think they do a decent version. Like, because really, I mean, it's already based around that guitar, but it's yeah. very electronic, as we discussed, and this is. Um I mean, in some ways similar to the Johnny Cash version, stripping it down and just putting yeah. it on like a guitar in this rock context. Yeah, distortion up, like up that guitar. Context.
0: And then uh, you scary up the vocals and smash those cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a, you got the lollipop lust kill version.
1: Yeah. And then they but they do have kind of like two side like which a lot of this uh i say this i don't know how associated they are with the my other examples i have in my head but they have kind of two sides to vocals right like there's the screamy ones and then the the non-screamy ones oh yeah the, <laughs> the verses clean, are a clean and breakdown. Uh, you might yeah you might i think it is sometimes called i don't know if this quite falls into that category but yeah the verses they don't scream and then like it kind of cuts down the vocals are a little lighter um and then like it's mostly just drums at least first. yeah But the rest of the time, yeah, it's, like, that really distorted guitar and then, like, heavy crashing cymbals pretty Mm consistently.
0: Yeah, it's really echoey and, like, kind of spooky. You get the, like, little, like,
1: on the guitar
0: in the back there. And they add Mm -hmm. some
1: some lyrics. Yes. They have a different section. I didn't get all of the lyrics, but I got most of the lyrics.
0: Yeah, I think I wrote those down here somewhere.
1: Um... They say, save me, save me, living alone. Another line I didn't get, but it's going to rhyme with bones, so I thought it might end with zone or something like that. Right. Uh, bones feeling on. the weight, crushing your bones.
0: Yeah. I think I, I heard alone after the first save me line, so I was like, oh, now they're back to the regular stuff, and I just zoned out. <laughs> but definitely that's not the case.
1: Yeah, it's only a couple lines that they throw in.
0: Yeah, and they, they slot those in pretty well, so good on them yeah. for, for chucking in some bonus content. Especially, like,
1: it doesn't even last that long, so you just kind of yeah. zip through a few of your own lines, and it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Fits yeah. with what they're talking about. And then they have, like, a like a whispery echo on the vocals, too. That's right. Which is, I mean, it fits in with their style, right? It all fits in with the style. It's yeah, consistent. it's like,
0: this this song is so easily adaptable, even with like, the key signatures it has. Like, everybody has the blues riff in there, but they all sound different enough. Like, this is a its own unique take, at least amongst the ones we've put on this playlist.
1: Yeah, for sure. And they they do a pretty decent job, I thought. Not necessarily my style, but uh, they they do
0: good. Yeah, I think this one's fully serviceable. Uh, it ends on the refrain line. It's a good, good piece, start
2: to finish, I think. Um, Alex,
0: let's talk about this music video though. Oh, yeah, the music video. Um, Speaking of that, like, I don't know if they're serious vibe, this one was like right on riding that line. It's basically about paintball. Like two, yeah, paintball. So, like, two office workers, basically judging by their uniforms, the shirt and tie, who go on a shooting spree, but it's with paintball guns. Okay. So, it's that real, like, you know, school shooter vibe but then goofified, because they just, like... And, like, I say shooting spree, they shoot two different people in the course of the music video. And the people don't even play, like, they're dead or anything. They just, like, kind of chase after the car bit, and they're like, hey, (laughs) you fucker, and then... (laughs) Right,
1: so they're just these kind of, like, hooligans who are shooting paintballs as a prank or whatever in the town. Everyone's like, ah, Jeff is shooting us with paintballs again.
0: Oh, yeah, they're mad at him, but it's kind of, like, given the tone of, like, cause the, you see at the 51 second guy, this guy is just like looking down and like, he looks distressed and upset. Then he gets the call from his buddy. Who's like, bro, we're going to unwind by paintballing people jump in the car with me. It's like, it's all done in the heavy tone of like, uh, like a, a serious sh- suburban shooter story. But then it's <laughs> right. like, Oh, there, there's, they got paintball guns and they're paintballing. Like he even looks at these photos of like a boat or something <laughs> and like throws them away. Like he's, putting his old life behind him because he's going to go paintballing with his bro here.
1: Yeah, it kind of has that, like, you get that idea with some of this, like, I mean, this is, I guess it's only 2002, so there's still, like, I still think of it as, like, 90s, but, like, Gen X, I guess, more than anything. Yeah, there you go. Like, let's just be idiots and, like... Goof off instead of being adults or whatever kind of thing. Right?
0: Well, yeah. Like, I, you could tell me that this was an alien ant farm video or, like, Disturbed, <laughs> and I would believe you. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fucking... Yeah. That attitude
1: oh. you get in that, like, kind of... I mean, I guess punk, too. I was thinking pop punk specifically, but not necessarily. Oh, yeah. That, you know, in the punky genres. Even, Gen like, X.
0: butthole surfers? Like, yeah, it's very Gen X. He throws a phone <laughs> down at one point... Maybe he's shooting his ex girlfriend or something with a paintball gun. Yeah, maybe because they show this that,
1: woman a lot, and she's just kind of standing there, and then he shoots her while he's then he shoots by, her. Yeah, she kind of gets upset.
0: Yeah, it's fun, and that's like the big he climactic, he's her like, off. Yeah, I think, but it's very low you. resolution, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, hard to tell for sure. <laughs> and then they shoot another guy, and that's like the end of the video. There and of course there's concert footage like tied in throughout
1: yeah that's how they can make this last so long because they interspersed with just them performing it on stage yeah Um, it's a bit of like that's uh, the video
0: yeah that's the video i feel like they could have expanded on the like the the actually like paintballing people section because it's so short that the build-up is So much like, oh my god! Like, who and or what are they going to paintball? And then they and just
1: drive by some people and like they drive shoot by them two randomly. people
0: in like downtown fucking Toledo and that <laughs> <laughs> it's done.
1: Yeah, and it's very. I don't know. I mean, is the story like that's his personal Jesus? Like, oh, you feeling down, man? Let's go paintball some random
0: people. Oh, yeah, is your personal Jesus hanging out with the boys? <laughs> is that what it's supposed to be? <laughs> Which is like,
1: okay. I mean, I yeah, sometimes sometimes sometimes
0: <laughs> but yeah
1: that's the video yeah, I don't think the there's a
0: ton of imagery to discuss well, we've discussed it at length right? <laughs> we definitely have and speaking of things that don't have much length to them though we had Richard Cheese in 2004 your own
1: personal Jesus someone here That's why I left this on because it's under two minutes.
0: I know, yeah. How can you argue with it? Yeah. We talked about Richard Cheese before and, the lou- and Lounge Against the Machine is the, the backing band.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, he does like lounge jazz versions of, of pop songs. I mean, and does a good job of it too. He's got a really good voice. and
0: uh, Yeah. And this is a really it's tight production. He does. Like it's a one minute forty three seconds. They hit all the all the beats they need to, and they get out of there.
1: Yeah, it's real speedy. Like yeah, he does the verse is real really cooks along, uh, generally, um, which they kind of like lampshade a bit um, with I think the breathing sounds. And th- no, actually later on when he says Jesus, which is like Jesus, like Jesus, really yeah, fast. right at the end, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So clearly they're like, oh, this you know, they're trying to point that out, right? Yeah, how speedy it is. Um, But as speedy as it is, there's enough time for a piano solo, because it's still jazz, baby.
0: Yeah, he says, "All right, boys, reach out and touch faith," and then they, yeah, rip into a jazz solo, some piano, fast walking bass.
1: Yeah, so like it's definitely worth your time. It doesn't take much time, so how could it not be right?
0: And it's yeah, it's a solid take. Like I said, he's got a great voice. Um, There's a very full instrumental behind him. You got the jazz drums ripping. You got a strong walking bass. It's just kind of fun. It's kind of fun and good, and I like it.
1: Yeah, but there's not a whole lot of it to talk about.
0: <laughs> no. Just making sure I... You're right, and he does do that breathing section real quick. <laughs> so they, are, they are a comedy group. Richard Cheese kind of falls into a, a more refined version of the Big Daddy like thing where it's like they're skilled musicians sometimes the comedy is lost on me i kind of like this one still has comedy in it but like right it's also just a a solid version it's
1: like yeah it's just a good song like yeah um i mean i'm a little sometimes averse to the group because they kind of have their one thing right
0: yeah it is a bit one note. but like
1: they do a good job of it like it's hard to argue
0: yeah it's they they, they come up with pretty solid versions it's apparently the only difference between these guys and like, uh, Scott Bradley is that these guys are doing it jokingly and that makes it better for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that.
0: Um, can you relate to a, a band, which with very little info on it, Alex, though? That's the question I'm asking.
1: I, I don't know. Cause apparently skip soul, like Googling skip soldier comes up with so much
0: shit. So much shit. So we're talking about skip soldier in 2005. <laughs> What kind of um, shit comes up here, Alex?
1: Other stuff. African soldier drawing by Skip Smith.
0: Okay, <laughs> here, I, f- I managed to find something um, that they are with the recording label Vitamin. And so Vitamin is who, like, Vitamin String Quartet Oh. And I think maybe even the picking on series is under. So they so might not even be a real thing. They're just like yeah, maybe a like a certain collection of uh artists. vitamin musicians like their studio musicians.
1: Right. But like to made to, to be a cover group yes. as opposed to like a group that wants to play covers.
0: Yeah. Cuz this is off the electronic tribute to uh Depeche Mode from 2005. Right. It's um, all Depeche Mode covers. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of random artist names there. There's two credited to Skip Shoulder. Skip Shoulder. Skip uh, they me. got they got Personal Jesus and they've got World in My Eyes. Kay. But uh yeah, oh and I feel you. They got three versions on here like them, like them. They're one of the biggest the biggest names in Depeche Mode electronica covers. <laughs> but yeah, that's their only credits in history. So I assume they're just like a a, a Oh, like, like, like the ghost kitchen of cover music. You know what ghost kitchens are? Um, I don't think so. So on certain, like, food apps, there will be restaurants that don't actually have a physical location. So it'll be, like, some YouTube, uh, YouTubers will have, like, I think Mr., I can't even name one, but they'll be like, I'm launching a restaurant that you can order on Skip the Dishes. And then what they're actually doing is they're not building a brick-and-mortar restaurant. They are um, either using like a large sort of production facility where several people are operating out of, like several different of these ghost kitchens are operating out of, oh. or they're operating out of another restaurant's kitchen. So that restaurant is now doing their own business and also taking on orders for this, this, this ghost restaurant.
1: Huh. No, I had not heard of that, actually.
0: Okay, well, I'm, I'm in the loop on these things. I'm
1: not, I'm not on the cutting edge.
0: Um, but that's that kind of feels like what this is. It's like who skip soldier? Well, they don't really exist. They're they just <laughs> right. made these covers.
1: They're just a name of a group that needs to exist because they had to credit someone on the album. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds better than like,
0: like Vitamin, Vitamin Shrinkword, like, like Vitamin Record Studio Musicians. Like yeah. yeah.
1: Um Yeah, okay. But how is what's the version like? I right. mean, obviously, it's an electronic tribute to Depeche Mode, but yeah, it's just like a more electronic version of it. Everything's yeah. electronic. Um, it becomes like because like it's very like elect- electronic drum sounding it becomes yeah. very steady. Not that the original didn't have steady beat, but
0: no, yeah. But this is like like amp up the synthetic quality, so you get this like rolling kind of bass synth that's just like boom
1: boom boom boom. boom, boom yeah, boom, it's just boom. like kind of up and down. Yeah. Get this like rhythmic synthy wall thing going on.
0: Yeah, and then you uh, get these like yeah. highly like vocoded style vocals. Oh, yeah, um, I know. It
1: made me. Th- I mean, it made me think of Kraftwerk. This is yeah. the one that made me think more of them because it's just more electronic. It's got the vocoders. Everything sounds electronic and like um quantized. You know. Hmm. Um. And, yeah, it's very steady. And, of course, they take away the swinging.
0: That's right, yeah, because everything's got to be stiff, robotic. Yeah. You get sort of like angel voices, like synth pad in the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in the verse. <laughs> yes. You get that, like,
1: yeah, it's just very, like, robotic, otherworldly sort of sound. Yeah.
0: And uh, And then typically the the refrain line is done in a really low, spooky voice rather than the, like, higher up stuff.
1: Right,
2: right.
0: Uh, But yeah, it's like a very... It's just like, what if it was all synthetic?
1: Yeah, and, and like... It, it's still pretty cool. It's alright, yeah. I mean, it's the, the the strength of the original track kind of shines through, because I'm not sure that they're adding very much to it, you know? Yeah.
0: Kind In of fact, rest they, of they've removed items. even the, the blues riff is not present.
1: Yeah. It's just... I mean, I say just an electronic version, but that's not really fair. There's nothing wrong with electronic music, but it definitely doesn't have like as much of a personal feel as the as some of the previous ones. Yeah, Jesus, personal Jesus feel.
0: Yeah, it it is like that kind of like who is Skip Soldier? Who are these people? And then it's it's an it's just electronic noise in front of that. <laughs> Maybe like,
1: that's part of it too. it's like, who is Skip Soldier? I don't know. Yeah, because no yeah, like assume.
0: even when it is like an electronic producer, like I'm like, okay, it's it's fucking dead mouse. It's uh. The Skrillex, like at least I can like kind of personify what the angle is. Mm -hmm. Like it's Daft Punk. Like okay, I have an idea of what these guys are about. But with uh, like a completely anonymous entity putting out electronic music, it's for me. I'm just like I don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Like this could be a literal machine that cranked this out for all I know.
1: Could have been. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's like it's all right, and it's kind of neat that it has the I'd say a little more old school feeling to it. yeah, in the way maybe think of craftwork, but uh, yeah,
0: I do appreciate that it's not like a like a kind of soulless dance mix, or it's just like, and mm-hmm. we're gonna amp up here, burning, right? It's not personal. just like, all right,
1: and this is where the drop is, and this is yeah. but it's just kind of a little more even than that. So like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's
0: pleasant. Um, speaking of versions that are just okay, Nina Hagen in 2010.
1: It's your own.
2: Son of Son Jesus.
1: Someone to hear your prayers. Someone who cares. Yeah, Nina Hagen, a a East German-born former opera prodigy. Mm-hmm. You can't be a prodigy after like 16 or something like
0: that. Right, I guess, yeah. Being a prodigy has, a, has an expiration date. Yeah,
1: eventually you're just an opera singer. Um, left East Germany became a... Because a pop artist.
0: Yeah, uh, Rose to Prominence Apparently, in the late 70s. Uh,
1: Allegedly Rose to Prominence, but I've never heard of her.
0: Yeah, and if Alex hasn't heard of you... <laughs> who are you? Yeah, who are you then? Nobody. Most people. Um, listen, though. She's already playing at a disadvantage here because this is like a country version. But we already True. heard probably yeah. the best country version you're getting. Yeah, get it's of this.
1: very like pop country version. Yeah.
0: That's exactly right. And I think that's why this one didn't hit quite as strong for me as other versions.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I have similar feelings to the genre. Um, there's some interesting stuff about it, though. I mean, the way she sings is definitely not.
0: Yeah, it's not like. Common. twangy. Like, it's not Shania Twain no, or something. I mean, not- she.
1: It's like low. It's like deep. She has a fairly. It's what low you'd voice. expect
0: from a German opera singer.
1: Yeah, when you hear like East German, eh? like like Born in the Dark in the Gray. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, East German.
1: Yeah, under under the Soviet watchful eye of the Soviet. Whatever.
0: Yeah, Soviets. behind the Iron Curtain.
1: Behind the Iron Curtain. Yeah, and all that stuff. All that. Um, you just
0: keep busting out World War Two lines. Yeah,
1: so. just Cold War, World War Two stuff. Um. But yeah, very deep vocals um, that is not really associated with, like, modern female pop vocals in particular.
0: Certainly not. But
1: But the rest of the song is very much in line with the, like, American country music slash
0: pop (laughs) genre.
1: Twangy guitar, all electric. Um, They they do have a slide guitar, though. You know, like, full big backup vocals, which are also fairly deep. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a very brief section where there's a flute.
0: That's right. Briefly, there's a flute it on this. Doesn't last very long. Um, what really caught me in this is that she yeah. says Jesus is the best. He'll put you to the test. So she yeah. doesn't. Every other person does the. You know, I'll be your personal Jesus. Reflect who you are. And then she says, "He." She. She. She seems to confuse this even more so than Johnny Cash does by being like. No, we'll talk about Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird. It, and there's even other lines. I didn't write them down, but like... Mm-hmm. Where she doesn't say... She'll say, uh, like, say he and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like, he will deliver, I, I think. I, I I don't remember if yeah, she he, said that. Yeah, he, he will but she deliver doesn't say I. He's a
0: forgiver. She never says I. She's
1: literally talking about Jesus, which yeah. is odd. odd. It is move. odd. Um... I mean, I guess it's not that much of a change, but it is a change
0: yeah, and it's I feel it in my fingers and my bones. I'm just <laughs> referencing songs nonstop here for some reason, but yeah, it feels it puts me off kilter
1: yeah it's it's odd, and it's like it's like now it's a Christian track, even the like the Johnny Cash version, I assume was. But it's more yeah. gospel. Like, I don't know,
0: man. Yeah, and with Johnny Cash, there's always, like, he has such a, like, persona about him, such a, like, a status. You're like, well, that's fucking Johnny Cash. Yeah,
1: he him. can do that. And it's like, he who's do that. Nina Hagen? I don't know. Yeah, not Nina just Hagen. She's talking about no. some weird stuff, like, I don't, I say weird stuff as if the, uh, as if uh, Christianity in the United States is totally normal. But, like, you know, some, like, Lutheran something or, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's German, so it's, like, Holy Roman Empire stuff. <laughs> not that, not that it's actually that, because it's a, a little bit removed from that. Yeah, at least a hundred some years removed. A
0: hundred some that. years. Hey, she might have been around back then, being a, a an opera prodigy, way before her time. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, she that throws me off. Um, the the pop countryness of it throws me off. It is like a like production wise. It's a good enough production value on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing sounds like wrong. It's just like weirdly poppy.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it's weirdly poppy. The lyrics change is strange, and she's at a huge disadvantage coming out. Drops Johnny the Cash.
1: darkness. I didn't really think of this before, but yeah. it doesn't really have an edge. Like maybe her vocals, but like yeah, not her really vocals
0: kind of. But yeah, the. It goes for more of like a musical theater approach, particularly around like. Right, she's a
1: lot more theatrical, which makes sense. But yeah, Yeah, it's it's an unusual
0: version. (laughs) Yeah, it's like country show tune almost. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange,
0: strange. Um, significantly less strange. Uh, but also significantly more punny is Scott Pesh mode in twenty fifteen. Mode.
1: personal jesus someone to hear your prayers someone cares. yes committed to ruining both the 80s and ska one show at a time classic self-deprecation
0: Yeah, this is classic ska move
1: uh classic like pop punk slash ska punk move for sure Little bit, I'd say it's a little Gen Xy. I don't know how old these guys are, though. I
0: put the Gen X stamp on it,
1: um, but it's ska punk, so like it's a little Gen Xy.
0: It's a little Gen Xy. Gen Xy. Gen X. The best a man can get. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they do ska covers of Depeche Mode. I assume. I kind of like That's looked at their songs, and so I was like, "Is any of this not Depeche Mode?" And then realize you didn't. Really I, know. I had no way to. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> To verify one way or the other. Um,
1: I mean, it's a ska version. Is there more to say? Yes, there is more to say about it because I can <laughs> be more specific. Is. And here it is. Um, they so it like there's a lot of support from the horns, right? Yes. So they kind of have their like skanky parts, mm-hmm. and then they have their like more punky parts, right?
0: Yeah. Good yeah, i guess the punky part is the because they do the uh the riff with the horns and a guitar to start it and it's very like loud and aggressive
1: yeah and i think it's a it's a cool sound you know you get that guitar riff at the same time and then the horns join it and they kind of yeah they drop the skank for that like, mm-hmm. like you said um
0: then but, it comes back right yeah. for the the chorus.
1: Yeah. And then it comes back. So this, what this ends up, the vibe of this, if I could discuss some vibes. Please briefly. discuss vibes with me. Um, vibe check it,
0: here, real quick.
1: As ska as it is, mm-hmm. it it kind of borrows the mood of the. The mode, even, uh, of the original. (laughs) And and it has some of that, like, intensity, that, like, dark intensity. Yeah. So it just sounds like this really, like, focused, intense ska ska music, which is kind of a cool thing, because that's not, like, you often it's very laid back. Or uh, I guess if it's more on the reggae side, it's more laid back. But not necessarily this focused and intense, even if they're going for, like, speed or something.
0: Yeah, it kind of plays into the veins of like NoFX music, or at least the songs I know from NoFX.
1: Interesting.
0: With a uh, maybe a, a punch because like they really punches on that when they use that riff, that bam, yeah. bam, bam. You're right; they yeah. really pull in that. It's a really cool take vibe. on the riff. Yeah.
1: Um, they also kind of have like they have uh, the verses. Um, the skank picks up, gets yeah. like all the backbeats, and so just two and the four. Um, So that's kind of the, I said two parts of the song, but really three, because there's the, like, two different backbeat uh, rhythms, and then the uh, main riff.
0: Yeah, and their vocal delivery plays into the line of, uh, like, a new wave with a a pop-punk accent on it.
1: Yeah, so it really feels like a fusion of those things, and, like, apparently I just keep liking ska covers.
0: You sure do yeah. I wasn't like Blown away by people. this But I think Like other ones here It's pretty functional
1: Yeah And some cool sounds And I really like Their take on the riff
0: Yeah Good stuff Um Speaking of Speaking of using Speaking of Of his transition <laughs> Here's another artist We're gonna speak of Shafida In 2018
2: Shefida. Personal Jesus
1: Someone to hear someone who cares We are definitely going to speak about this artist um, in confused
0: tones. There's a lot of, like, she needed she thought she needed an angle and threw a lot at her like backstory.: and
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I think part of that, she was a Eurovision contestant. Okay. So I think part of that might be that. I don't really know. She seems to still be going. Um, but it's a very strange, like, it's a context I don't understand very well. Yeah. So, so she's an she, Israeli yeah.
0: singer and voice actor. And yeah. Shefada is an alter ego.
1: Yeah. And... But it's not just, like, just a stage name, right? She's no. doing character, and specifically she's doing an Arab character. So she's Israeli, doing an Arab character, and I don't know if this is racist. Right. Like, it yeah. might be. Yes. I, I, Looking at her Wikipedia page, she's definitely been accused of cultural appropriation. I okay. don't know. Remember when we
0: were woke for not putting Marilyn Manson on? Yeah. Oh, like
1: So this, <laughs> I'm saying, I don't understand this. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I don't know what's going on.
0: There's a lot of her just like putting a lot of stuff in a in a, like a t-shirt cannon and firing it at the, <laughs> the, the, her presentation here cuz so yeah, she plays an Arab diva who has risen to fame producing covers of famous rock songs. Yeah. So her stage performer uh, stage, stage performer incorporates many characteristics of a diva. She wears heavy makeup, wears stylish evening gowns and jewelry and walks with a stylish cane. That it's just kind of like also what pop stars do is have a lot of makeup and dress exorbitantly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a case of like you're parodying it, but you're just doing the thing.
0: You're just doing the thing, right? The only like, real, like, wow, this is a bit what crazy a is maybe the having a cane.
1: And I guess that puts it over the top.
0: That puts it over the top. And then also but, the insane yeah. backstory she has here. Um, she was born in Dubai and claims that Kurt Cobain was her lover who made her vow to sing a cover song to its cover version to one of his songs before dying in her arms.
1: Yeah, which I think she would have been about 10 years old if that was a true story. Yeah.
0: Also, really weird to use the, the death of, you know, beloved grunge superstar Kurt Cobain to try and like. Give yourself an angle, like to be like, oh,
1: yeah. But is it like a, like a Courtney Love reference in some way? Just trying to like liken herself to Courtney Love in some way. It's just
0: shock value to be like, whoa. To be
1: really like, the, yeah. You mean? This, this famous, sui- high-profile suicide I was involved with in some way. Yeah. And then all anyway, of this, so very you can strange.
0: Do cover songs.
1: Yeah, and I guess it's a character and probably the fact that it's over the top is supposed to be comedy and also Eurovision, which I'll admit, I also don't understand that.
0: Yeah, there's two things I don't understand. So there's a lot of layers
1: here. There's a lot of (laughs) things I don't understand going on. So that is to say, I approach this with high levels of confusion. Um, And my takeaway of the actual... Song the actual cover yeah. is like yeah it's a pretty straightforward cover pretty with straightforward some different sounds
0: yeah, just dipped in, in in Eastern sounds in yeah. I guess, Arabian sounds we get hand drumming a lot and there is a hand drum solo which is cool
1: yeah there's a couple cool drum sounds um, I l- tried to look them up without much success uh, there might be say I see goblet drum but I think there must be another name for that and yeah. also frame drum which is like anyway I think that's what's being used (laughs) that like really tight uh sound there's another song by uh I can't remember it right now um but I watched a music video like of an Egyptian artist and he was using this kind of drum a lot and okay um I
0: wish I could be
1: more specific I can't remember
0: there's probably only one Egyptian how many can there be right yeah
1: how many can there be like three four uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that sound, and also like the strings, that that string sound you get from.
0: Yeah, this is like music? this could easily feature in like the Sex in the City two film where they go to Dubai. It sounds like Western person's understanding of Eastern music, which maybe I've just understand Eastern music very well, and this is all yeah, <laughs> this is all <laughs> above board, but.
1: Yeah, but. um and then she does... She's apparently doing an accent. That's not her accent, right? right. She does a lot of that, that rolled R sound. Yes. Um, but I really think it's pretty straightforward as far as covers.
0: go. Yeah, it's like, actually shocking how much the guitar riff in particular just sounds like the original. Yeah.
1: Um, as much as, like, there's some flavor in there. But it doesn't, to me, feel like a totally different style. It just feels like there's some different drums happening and the one riff gets played on a different instrument.
0: Yeah. Um, Equally as confusing as her whole thing is her music video for this.
1: Yes. There's definitely... So I kind of... I think I got some of it, but um, there's a little bit I didn't quite get. Um, Also it says it's uncensored uh, in the title. I don't know what they would have censored. I probably her cocaine usage. Drug use, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Probably. So, basically, there's f- it cuts between four different scenes. Mm-hmm. Three for most of it, and then they add another one, and I don't know what that other one's supposed to be. Um, so, she's got... And it's, it's her kind of in different outfits in different scenes. Yeah. And also, her outfits kind of match the background colors. I don't know if that's significant. Um, so, the one which I think is kind of her... In reality, more so is she's wearing this gold dress and she's running through the streets and she like the she's wearing gold, but like all the buildings are kind of that light brown.
0: Yeah. So of like, like a kind, sandstone of, kind of color. Yeah.
1: I think it's kind of supposed to be the same ish color. And she's just like running through the streets and seems to be looking for something.
0: Yeah. I guess and she's like, looking for her own personal Jesus.
1: She, yeah, maybe that's what she's looking for. And then there's sort of two other scenes that happen at that time that depicts her with two like young girls.
0: Yeah, two children, two children. young girls.
1: Um one that's like everything is in white. Yeah. Um and then one, I guess that's the more buttoned up scene. Yeah, um, where they're
0: like but it starts out weird cuz it opens on that white scene and she's pouring like some fucking I don't know witch's brew into it. <laughs> two, she's
1: pouring something green into something clear. Yeah. And stirring it. Don't know what's going on there. But that's the more buttoned up scene. And then there's the red scene with like some kind of goldish or yeah, like some lighter gold,
0: pattern. like floral pattern of some kind.
1: Yeah. Um, where she's just like sitting in a chair in like a uh, silk dressing gown or something. Dressing gown? Right.
0: She's called? basically like Scarface here.
1: Yeah. And she's like just drinking, I'm going to say whiskey. I don't know why. It's hard liquor. Uh, yeah. and like big piles of cocaine that she occasionally, uh, snorts snorts yeah. throws some money around yeah. um and the children are still there and they're like bringing her things they're kind of yeah and they throw money him.
0: around they all sh- she's got a phone there as well and they shout in the phone um she gums some coke she snorts some i think the kids yeah. get to play with the coke at some point of of or at least they're in the room while she's doing it
1: so i'm assuming the setup is supposed to be like an angel and a devil on your shoulder kind of thing right, but right? But then we get like the you got your white and your red scene. but then they come in with yeah. the brown scene
0: yeah, where, where she's, she's like, got
1: like a head wrap Mm-hmm. and she's kind of dancing
0: and she's got that old, old classic incense burner
1: yes she, that she's like waving around so yeah. don't know where that comes into it maybe that's the personal Jesus but also maybe. the kids are also there but they're also yeah. wearing I guess the kids are always wearing the white.
0: kids yeah, are always wearing white and sometimes they have skulls sometimes they have skulls like extra ones not the ones that are just their heads
1: Yeah, so it seems to be, like, different aspects of her personality, I think.
0: Right, and she's running around town and trying to, like, balance it. (laughs) Or
1: something, and then I don't know why there's another one. Maybe that's the combination of the two. Maybe that's what happens when you bring them together. Right.
0: You burn incense.
1: You burn incense and kind of move your hands, to that thing. So yeah, yeah. and oh, I see she is carrying the cane when she's in the streets. So I think that's supposed to be her character.
0: Dog, that's parody right there. That's satire. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: what's going on? I still don't understand. I don't understand this version. It's and a mess. I pretend to.
0: Her whole her whole scenario here is a fucking mess. Don't get it. Well, but listen, what you are going to get is our final verdicts. We got three categories today: the worst version, the best version, and the version most likely to to help you find God. Um. Alex, what's the worst version?
1: Um You know, I think I'm going to go with Skip Soldier. It's another one of those uh, it was it was a little bit just cuz it was confusing to me and and mysterious in a in an annoying way. Um okay. but ultimately it just didn't do a whole lot uh a whole lot for me.
0: I guess for similar reasons, I'm going to give it to to Shepeda. Also, to kind of safely come out on the the anti-racist side of <laughs> Fair, whatever the fuck she's I doing just, here.
1: I think I I messed up. Can I retract my thing?
0: Sure, retract it.
1: Okay, I actually want to give it to Nina Hagen for similar being confused reasons, but also I just think I'm not that into the genre, and I I didn't think it was a very good cover.
0: I think that's a solid pick as well.
1: And it's also weird that she like makes it more. Um, about real Jesus.
0: That is also weird, too. And I almost want to retract and say that, but no, I gotta get a, Shepeda, just too yeah. weird from, just, like, not, I'm not sure about this one, and so I gotta condemn it outright. When you, uh, something is unknown to you, the proper response is to act with fear yeah, and to denounce it and attack it. Denounce
1: it and, yeah, attack it, yeah.
0: Alright, Alex, let's do the reverse of that. What's the best version?
1: Alright, what's the best version? There were some pretty good ones. But you know what? I think I gotta give best to Johnny Cash. I think it was a really solid version. Really cool um, guitar sound on that one. With the acoustic guitar doing the... And and the piano! I love that piano. I can't not give it to that piano.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the best version. (laughs) The Johnny Cash of it all alone is almost enough reason to give it best. But, like, it's just solid. I'll tell you this, probably the most evangelical gospel song I've ever heard. <laughs> probably. Uh Alex, which one which one of these versions are you gonna find God in? Which one of
1: these versions are you gonna find God in? I mean, <laughs> honestly, the, the most like honest one about like religious matters is probably the Johnny Cash one again.
0: Probably, Alex.
1: Really? Because like I think that was where he came, the angle he came at it from. I don't necessarily know that you get that from this version. Like, you need to look at the context around it. You need to look at the quotes and know who Johnny Cash was. Right. So the version itself might not do it. But I think, uh, I think that's the one that's most likely to get played at like a, I want to say a church dance, but I don't know if there's such a thing as a church dance. Let's say a Catholic school
0: dance. There you go. Although they play all music be, at that. Oh, that would fuck be I'm fucking saying. heavy to pull this out <laughs> I don't know, like a school kids dance. But no, I agree. It would be the most likely for your like religious uh family members to be like, oh yeah, I love Personal Jesus by Johnny yeah. Cash.
1: Although Lollipop Less Kill might be the most like likely to enter you into a scared straight sort of situation.
0: <laughs> hey, that's true. They got scared straight vibes for sure. But you know what else, Alex? The the phrase Deus Ex Machina means God in the machine. And who's more machine like than Skip Soldier? And Skip Soldier. <laughs> That's my pick. Okay. I don't even need to elaborate further on that.
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't even want you to.
0: But you, the listener, can elaborate further by talking to us on Twitter or by email. You can hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some AlexWiseGuys, send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can do the same over at the email address. That's CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us, rate us, review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app, every other podcasting app in between. Listen. Tell your friends about us. We don't got a marketing budget. You are the marketing budget. You're a marketer now. Look at you. You're incredible. Congrats on your new role. Um, Tell your friends because we're not telling anybody. You got to get the secret out. And we love to hear that you've been telling people. We love when you talk to us. But hey, that does it for today's episode. And as we always say on Cover Me,
2: reach out and cover me.